Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a podcast where we bring leaders from different domains in technology, product, sales, marketing, finance, etc. to share their insights in how to build and scale great companies. I'm Vani Kola, Managing Director of Kalari Capital and your host. Welcome to this episode of Behind the Scenes brought to you by Kalari Capital. Today we have with us Abhinav Astana, CEO and co-founder of Postman. Of course, Abhinav has built a phenomenal company rapidly and is a role model to many founders and entrepreneurs. Today, we are excited to have him share his learnings, insights and journey with us. Welcome, Abhinav. Thank you for joining us today in the Behind the Scenes podcast. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share your learnings and insights with uh, the founders out there. Thanks for having me here, Rani. Abhinav, there is a question that I get asked so often, you probably do too. When is the right time to start? And in your case, uh, how did you get convinced to take the plunge and uh, start Postman? In my case, Vani, I guess I've been a perpetual starter of things for a while. Uh, so I have been... I think involved in coding and you know building stuff since I was in school, and uh, you know founded a design studio. You know, just building stuff for others while I was in college. Uh, founded my first company after college. I mean, never formally had employment. You know, in a regular nine to five job. And uh, Postman, in a way, happened to me as a, a solution for my own pain points. I actually. You know, I was moving on from my startup that I had, you know, just uh, started uh, in 2013. So I kind of took a break then and really saw the popularity of the tool uh, in, in the developer community uh, and then, you know, decided to go into it. It took me a while, you know, uh, because I had seen so many failures, especially on the product side, that I was, you know, always uh, a bit skeptical, but then the pull from the uh, community was was a lot. I guess that that would be a good signal, uh, you know, to get started if the stuff that you have built, you know, are you pushing it too much or is there some form of pull? And mm-hmm. for, for my case, you know, it was just the pull from the community that put me in. That's a great point. I mean, do you have a pull from the community uh, or your customer, consumer? But that brings me to you have done a great job in building a unique, uh, engaged uh, community for your product, for your platform. And, uh, you know, that's what most startups aspire for. That gets you your brand, that gets you your scaling strategy. But it's easier said than done. So what are some of the, I hate to use this word, hacks or insights or learnings that other companies Think about building an engaged user community, which you have done such a fantastic job of. Thank you so much you know, for the uh, words. You know, I think the credit uh, for the community always, you know, like I'd say 90% of that uh, goes to the community. Nine, the remaining is, is for my team, you know, which continues to stay engaged. Uh, I think in terms of building a community, it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, there are no hacks, you know, to it. Uh, you know, today's, uh, I'd say, consumers uh, for whichever product, you know, for us, it's developers, uh, you know, they're much more informed, you know, they're looking for authentic experiences. 
uh, if you're building, you know, long-term uh, relationships, you know, with people. So, you know, for us, it was very important from the get-go to be, you know, honest and authentic as much as, you know, we could be. Uh, in the open source world, uh, you have to publish your code, you have to publish your roadmap, you know, you have to be very clear about what your intentions are. So I think we built that uh, muscle early on and, and we built it into the ethos of the company and we treated every interaction that we have with anyone, whether it's through email, through support, through events, that it's an honest, you know, conversation we are always hearing. Uh, and we learned that, you know, you don't have to do everything, you know, to satisfy, you know, community. What you have to be actually showing is, you know, we are, we are listening all the time and we are making changes all the time. And, you know, in the early days, you know, we picked a few champions uh, who were, you know, the most engaged with us and they become your, uh, uh, you know, kind of, they, they become part of your cohort who take your product and your company forward. So I think focusing on those early champions for us, uh, being authentic to the community, uh, you know, the founders have to put themselves a bit out there, which is a bit scary. You know, your uh, honest thoughts, you know, you, you can't really sugarcoat anything. You have to show, you know, things the way they are. And I think people really appreciate that uh, authenticity, uh, you know, from from uh, from company founders. I mean, now you mentioned ethos and culture is such a big byword that gets talked about in uh, the startup world. Mm -hmm. And you have created a great engineering culture, at least that's what I perceive uh, from, you know, what I see and hear and read about uh, Postman. How did you think about uh, building the culture of your company and what can others take from a uh, systematic approach versus a happenstance, you know, on building a certain DNA of the business? Culture is something that is always in progress. You know, we are always learning. You know, now Postman is in, I think, 10, dif 10 different, at least, at least 10 different countries, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, our, our team is. So, uh, I think the first thing, you know, you start with, if you're asking that question inside your company, uh, I think that's, that's a good start. I feel uh, it's something, because it's such a byword and everybody's read the Netflix culture doc, you know, so you feel like, okay, you know, I just pick a few things and just put it on my team. And I think a lot of telling happens, but not so much as discovery and, you know, uh, design of culture. Uh, I think we at Postman try to, you know, live by the the same systems that we try to implement. I think that's one of the first things, you know, it's like you can't really impose a culture on the rest of people or any group or anything whatsoever. It really is something that you have to, you know, practice. So for us, for example, you know, doing support for our uh, you know, end users was very important, right? We really had to be in front of people and everybody had to do support. So, you know, when uh, we got our uh, uh, support system started, you know, we, the three, three co-founders were there, you know, supporting our users and, and that habit continued through in every other system that we built. Uh, and we took it forward, you know, in putting developers who are working inside products, you know, in front of our users. When we host events, we fly in people and, you know, put them in front of our customers. Uh, you know, we, when we, talk to customers, we record those calls, put it in front of product managers. So I think, you know, those one or two things, 
when you see them working well, you can bake them into the rest of, you know, the, the processes that they are that are there in your company. And I think people like miss out on on those things. Uh, and in the early days, you know, everything's very exciting. I think a very common thing I see is, you know, people go out to validate a product. They talk to a few people. Everybody gets very excited, and then they forget about, you know, uh, that those early days of what made them successful. And then you bring in a few managers. You know, your team starts growing. You know, the the fundraising news takes over. You know, so but you miss out on those early days. And I think for you know every company is unique. You know, they're uh, they're mostly in unique markets. So it's very hard to say. You know, one thing is going to work for everyone. But you know, we try to always try to document it. We try to study what was working, what was not working. We were testing the limits of our culture every time we'd on we'd have a new employee uh, join the company. Uh, so all those things, you know, that continuous iteration uh, has helped us, you know, bring the culture to a good place. And it's always a work in progress. We are always learning. And you know, at three people, it's a different thing. At thirty people, it's a different thing. At three hundred, it's an entirely different thing. You know, you uh, mentioned fundraising news uh, takes over, and I had to smile because. the one thing that uh, i scratch my head all the time is why do we focus so much on headlines uh, especially in india on the uh, fundraising versus the product the customer you know all of the rest that really matters so but you know when uh, we hear stories like uh, postman you know it feels like a overnight success of course and uh, poster child it causes uh, great aspiration which is good um and uh, uh, you know some envy but there is always this feeling that it happened magically and of course there is something magical about uh, 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 you know creating a great product and getting customers who love it but you also talked a little bit around you know failures so i know that there is no overnight success at least i haven't seen it yet and there is a lot of growing pains and um, challenges that gets camouflaged in the headline fundraising news success you yeah. know so uh, question is not so much about what were the failures and challenges though love to hear that too but how do you go about uh, overcoming that and doing the next thing uh, it's inevitable that all of us will face setbacks and you know what is your in this case hacks to overcome that you know first of all knowing that you have started a company you're signing up for a pretty long journey you know for us uh, and i would speak for ankit and abhijit as well like when we knew we were in it then you know that's the only thing we knew we would want to focus on you know with our professional lives whatsoever so i think that long term commitment for us was always there we are always we were always in it to build a long term company and uh, you know we knew that on a long enough time scale if you have users and customers everything would be smoothed out uh, in the short term of course <laughs> you know all those setbacks are very painful and you have to work through them uh, i mean i think one guiding philosophy for us was you know the the biggest pain you know outside of like you know not being able to raise money i mean not that we had those specific things but the kinds of failures that are typically talked about and the ones that is not talked about often is because you know those things like those companies die a silent death is like you know if your users and customers are not you know interacting with you they're not using your product and they're not really at your doorstep that that would be the worst kind of failure right like because 
you know, beyond that point, you know, nothing else would even, you know, flow in. So we, you know, had to, I think the biggest challenge for us was to kind of stay focused uh, on, on who are our customers, who are our users. And as we added, you know, more layers inside the organization, actually defining that and communicating that was our biggest failure. You know, like when we added a support organization, we had to tell, you know, the support folks that we had hired that, okay, this is how you support developers. When we added, uh, you know, customer success organization, we had to describe like really who are our customers. You know, when we added a marketing organization, defining the market. And and in those journeys, we often had, uh, you know, communication challenges. We had, you know, language translation issues, like how we talked about as developers about our market was very different from how marketers would talk about you know, uh, the marketing process. So, you know, we worked through them, you know, we, we fell back on culture, we fell back on, uh, uh, you know, kind of the shared mission and the goal of, uh, you know, why we are building Postman. Um, I think uh, for us, having clear and honest conversation helped us see very early on, you know, what could be failure modes in the future. So we never took our success for granted and, I think uh, Andy Grove has written a book about, you know, only the paranoid survive, you know, and that's yeah. like true for tech. So we were like, you know, there are, uh, there are smarter people than us out there. You know, there are bigger companies than us out there. So uh, whatever smaller setbacks that we'd get, you know, as long as customers are coming, you know, we can, we can overcome everything. Uh, and I think the other point I'd add is that creating us, you know, on a more tangible level, creating a support system of advisors, you know, uh, both probably with customers, with board members, you know, with uh, fellow CEOs, people who have kind of been there and seen, you know, those same failure modes and have overcome that actually benefited me a lot and have benefited other folks a lot. So, you know, we did have to put in the work to go and talk to this, you know, those people and, you know, really learn from the best and say that, you know, what happens at this stage of your company and what happens, you know, at, uh, uh, you know, when, when you add a sales organization. So really talking to people and getting that cohort together help us see a little early in, uh, you know, modes that we could fail and we still fail, you know, it's not like you, you cover everything, but it, uh, you know, kept the path a little bit, you know, clearer for us. You know, in my, uh, of course, decades ago, early days of founder, somebody, someone gave me this uh, uh, piece of advice. They said, you know, build a company where uh, it's like million dollar revenue per employee. I never thought of company culture that way or a company value that way. And you have done that. You have 250 plus people and currently from your valuation and so forth. So maybe you didn't set about, set, go about with that as a metric, but that brings me to this question of team and building teams. So uh, how have you built your early cohort of a team beyond you and the co-founders? And then as the company has scaled, how has that evolved from team building? Uh, and uh, does do you think in these terms, what is revenue per employee? And does that affect um, how you build teams? Yeah, I would say, I mean, revenue per employee would be a lagging indicator, you know, at least for me, uh, you know, we focused, uh, you know, from the early days on just worldwide adoption for the Postman product. Uh, I'd say, you know, some of the ideas that we borrowed were more from, you know, the WhatsApps of the world. You know, we wanted, 
we we measured uh, you know our value in terms of impact or the number of developers you know that we could address so uh, when we started we were like you know three people and we had half a million users on the chrome web store so we were like you know one person can actually impact these many people and we wanted to you know generally retain that uh, so the way i think about teams is you know like how do they deliver uh, customer value or user value at what speed right like ultimately your speed of shipping and your speed of iteration determines success at least in our market so you know we were three people and we could ship extremely fast we had complementary abilities and and we do everything and then what we had to do was you know build a product in a way that you know people with more specialized skill sets could come in and take a chunk of that work and and do it better so i think for the first 18 months we were just i think 10 people uh, and hiring was extremely hard you know because you're anywhere small team and you convince people to join you but because the people who joined had you know believed in the company and most of them still are with the company you know we we knew we got a good set and then we just looked at okay you know now we have updated the company how well are we doing against uh our users you know our users saying is there a better product is there you know product with uh, more capabilities uh, so that is the basic scaling metric you know that we look at you know today postman's engineering organization is divided into you know about 14 squads uh there's a product manager there's an engineering manager there's a design lead uh, for each of those squads and then there are 8 to 10 engineers typically that work in that and along with that there are many supporting functions but the core thing that we then look at is uh, you know how fast we are delivering this value and then the business model fits in and and takes care of uh you know all the other angles around monetization and go to market so that's on the engineering and the product side uh as we scaled up you know we brought in uh specialized roles in marketing and you know customer success and sales and and those those were slightly different functions and different scaling units what is one advice that you would pass on to young aspiring founders who want to be in your footsteps you know you know i think maybe i'm like i have recency bias here but i think for most of the like the last three founders i spoke to uh, you know they 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 knew they had all the answers they just had to trust themselves a little bit more uh i think uh, because of the plethora of uh, startup advice out there people get a bit more you know uh, you know it's it's like starting a company uh, is is a unique thing and you know you are there in front of you know your customers you're there, there in front of your employees so you generally know best uh, uh, you know i just telling founders that you know you already have the data points and just trust yourself a little bit more you know uh, <laughs> i th- i think we'll get you to the next success that you want i'd say let's go with that i feel like i uh, i didn't do that in my early startup experience i always trusted you know some, some other expert and some other book and i was just trying to follow a pattern but in building a company you know it, like the beautiful thing about is Uh, about it is that it's it's so new and so exciting so you know just trust yourself and go with it i think that's invaluable advice and uh, uh, i've been really happy and proud of what you have done especially because i know one success will lead to 10 more successes because that's how you know people think it is possible for me also and so for that uh, uh, inspiration and for uh, your time and support to pay forward with all of this uh, 
insights and learnings uh, you know i value that and thank you on behalf of everyone thank you for having me here bani